from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Nigel Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And today is January 16th, the day that we are celebrating the life, the legacy, and all the fabulous things that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did for our community, for our country, for our world. And so today I'm going to start off with a quote that speaks to exactly what I feel my mission in life is. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King was so incredible, and he, of course, was assassinated and died prematurely. And there are a lot of things and a lot of reasons why we feel as though he was actually assassinated. And so I'll get into that after I go ahead and say my quote. And this quote speaks specifically to what I really, really feel. What I fight for today in 2023 is exactly what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. fought for and and got assassinated for in 1968, economic inequality and economic freedom. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So we have to create our own economy. And that, again, is my quote, Naja Roberts. And I am just really excited about today being Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day that the country finally decided to celebrate it. Uh, and every time I go on tour across the United States, we stop at the Lorraine Hotel, which I did in 2021 and again in 2022. And it was a really different type of situation. The reason why I go to the hotels, because that place and that time uh, that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, that place stays exactly the same year after year after year. Nothing changes. They just kind of clean it up. And everybody shuffles in and everybody shuffles out and they look at all the history that's there. They look at, you know, what the room looked like the day he was assassinated, what the hotel looked like, what the cars looked like. And again, nothing changes in that spot. And the reason why that spot is so, uh, is so important to me is because our community cannot stay the same. We cannot sit Still, we cannot be idle and going to that spot every year lets me know that if we don't do something different than we have done in the past, we're going to be just like Lorraine Hotel. We're going to be iconic, but we're going to be in the same place at the same time doing the same things every single day, day in, day out, season after season, if we don't do something different. And so for those of you that were not really, really aware as to why Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got assassinated. And again, this is just my thoughts. And I think there are a lot of other scholars that say the same thing. Uh, You know, he was talking about peace and, 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 you know, turning the other cheek and, and not really fighting back 
in the traditional type ways, but sitting in and all of those things were effective to a certain extent. But when we look at really, really creating and being and, and changes happening, it all gets back to economics. And because of the economic inequality that was happening in that time, the economic uh, disasters that just continued to plague our community, he was speaking to economic change, economic freedom, hitting them in their pockets where it really, really hurts. That's when you get people's attention. You can say and do and sit and stand and march and do all those things. But when you start to affect them economically, there will be no changes, period. And so as I look at the Lorraine Hotel, as I think about today, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, which I've been sitting here all morning really reflecting on what exactly this means. Um, and, you know, I've had this thought in my mind before because I know what I fight for today is what he got assassinated for. So how how much am I willing to move forward to continue to educate my community and to try, and I'm not going to use the word try, to create our own economy, doing the things that we need to do to ensure that our years coming forward are phenomenal. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, when we come forward, we are going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation because this MLK Day 2023, Bitcoin has taken a jump for this day. So with that, when we come forward, we will jump into the market report and get down to the crypto business. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. You ready? Excuse me. Now that I have your attention, may I ask you this question? May I ask you this question? Why do you believe police brutality continues to exist in this country? Do you believe it to be a systemic problem or should we judge police misconduct on a case-by-case basis? And what's your opinion on the best course of action to solve the problem? Well, you have come to the right place. You're listening to L.A.'s all-new Progressive Talk radio station. Of the people, by the people, for the people. Hey, I sure appreciate that. It's KBLA Talk 1580. We got you covered round the clock. Round the clock. Racism, we got you. Progressive politics, we got you. Health and wellness education, we have you covered. We're going to have to put it back in the hands of the people. A black-owned and operated evidence-based alternative radio station for progressive, open-minded people like you and me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Welcome home, L.A. LA. We're all in this together. Let's get it on. It's KBLA Talk 1580, broadcasting from the heart of L.A.'s Lamert Park. You've got a lot to talk about. We are going to have to fight. We're going to have to struggle. We're going to have to struggle relentlessly to bring 
You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And before I get into this whole thing, I got a huge smile on my face. I was in Houston on Friday and Saturday, as you all know, and it was an incredible event. I got the Lifetime Achievement Award from President Joseph Biden for the 40 Acre Conference. I was super excited about that. I have pictures and stuff that we're going to post on social media. But when I was coming back through LAX, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say that you all are the love and the blood that runs in my veins because I ran into a young man I'm not going to tell you what company he works for, but I was in one of their lounges. I'll just say that way. And uh, I heard somebody saying, hey, you look familiar. And so when I turned around and I had on a full mask because, you know, I don't go without my uh, N95 on on the plane. But anyways, this gentleman told me that he listens to the show all the time. His name is Kevin Parker, and I just wanted to say a great shout out to him because his excitement and his enthusiasm and his his just being there and being real about how he feels about the show just really was a blessing to me on um, Saturday night when I got into Los Angeles. And so I'm just really excited about those individuals that are listening, those people that are learning, those individuals that are no longer losing money in this cryptocurrency space because they are treading lightly and understanding what needs to be done and really finding KBLA in the time frame that they can deal with so he tells me he got he gets off at midnight but then he listens throughout the night to uh the midday money chain and so i'm excited about that and i tell each and every one of you if you can share this station with someone in your family because he he is just really again what keeps me going people like kevin and i just really appreciate each and every one of you for listening in every day so i just i'm going to end it there and just say um Bitcoin today is doing what most people want it to do. It is going up. We have hit $21,200. That is the price of one Bitcoin today. It's down 0.26% in the last hour. It's up 1.52% in the last 24 hours. And in the last seven days, it's up 23.2%. 24%. So this is the reason why I share with my community that the best, best practice right now with Bitcoin is to buy and to hold because it has not realized its potential. Now it may drop back to 10000 Do not worry because we are looking at the technology, not the price, but even though we've got to keep up the price because everybody wants to know what Bitcoin is doing. I just want to make sure that you all are understanding that my personal home strategy is buying and holding. Now, what I did do, just so you all know, for the trip 
to Houston because of the fact that 40 acre conference uh, was a last minute thing for me and I had to jump and get on the plane and do all those things. There was an individual that was selling their Delta credits and they wanted to accept Bitcoin and I got more Delta credit because I use my Bitcoin than if I use fiat. So I literally bought my ticket on Delta to this conference utilizing Bitcoin. So a lot of people say, well, where do I spend Bitcoin? How do I spend it? There are absolutely ways to do it. There are different platforms that sell all sorts of things, including Sam's Club. And I mean, you you name it, we can buy it. But when I take a look back at what I spent last week on my ticket, my ticket was probably now that I'm looking at the price of Bitcoin, what I spent on my ticket, now there's an additional maybe $300 that that person made by selling me that ticket and making me pay Bitcoin as opposed to just regular fiat dollars. So I'm going to give you for instance, so if I pay $500 for the ticket, hypothetically, right now that that ticket or the Bitcoin, instead of me paying that $500, Uh, is now worth about $750 because the price of Bitcoin has gone up. So if I had had that same Bitcoin in my wallet, I would now have that value. But now somebody else has it. As opposed to if I had just bought that ticket with $500 cash, nothing would have changed this week. And I wouldn't be sitting here feeling like I got gypped. I got gypped. So that's what I want to save you all from doing if it is possible that you were thinking about spending your Bitcoin or even selling it right now. Because I'm telling you, Bitcoin has not done what it is going to do. Now, I want you to think about something else. I've got to put that $500 that I spent for that ticket in Bitcoin back into my wallet. But now I'm buying that $500 worth of Bitcoin and Bitcoin costs more. So it's going to take me a little bit more fiat money to get the same amount of Bitcoin that I just sold because that's just how it is. And so as we are learning how to maneuver through this space, yes, it's very intriguing to, to, to sell your Bitcoin or to work with someone that is selling a service or good for Bitcoin. But when you look at it at the end of the day, it becomes really obvious that we need to be holding until Bitcoin reaches its full potential or what we think the full potential is before we start to liquidate. Also, while I was on this trip um, this week in Houston, I met some individuals, ladies and gentlemen, who had sold Bitcoin in the market when it got to about $68,000. I remember him telling me that he had sold his Bitcoin and his grandson, who was 19, was asking him, how do I get back into Bitcoin? When are we going to get back into Bitcoin? And so as I was talking to him about 
selling when Bitcoin was high. He said, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing by selling my Bitcoin when it was at 69,000 because I had bought it when it was about 4,500. He said, but what I didn't realize was the tax implications. And so I had to pay capital gain taxes on the difference between the 4,000 and the 69,000. And then I had to find the right tax preparer that could understand it. And they kind of messed me up and I wound up paying some additional money. And now I'm still not back into my Bitcoin position. And so we really got to take a look at all of the things that happen in and around you selling your Bitcoin to, to get a gain right now. Now, again, you're grown. You can do whatever you want to do. But I want to continue to share with you the experiences of other individuals so that you know better. So you can do better. So if you really are in a hard place and you need to go ahead and liquidate your Bitcoin, you at least know that there are tax, there are tax liabilities that you are going to have to pay for capital gain taxes. Unless you bought it at 69 and now you're selling it at 21, you're taking a loss such as some of these companies are doing so that they can then have a better write off. But you got to find the right, the right tax professional to help you maneuver this space. One of the other things that I learned from some of the participants at the event this weekend is that a lot of you are still checking no that you're not doing cryptocurrencies on your taxes. It is imperative ladies and gentlemen that you report that you are in the cryptocurrency space that you have bought, that you have sold, that you have been gifted, that you have traded, that you have done anything in this space. And why is that? Because if you check no and they find out at some point that you've been buying, selling, trading, being gifted, any of those things, cryptocurrency, they have an indefinite amount to come amount of time to come back and actually prosecute you. But not only that, you're going to pay taxes, penalties, and all the other assessments that go along with that. And if you check yes, they only have three years to audit you for that particular year. But again, if you're buying Bitcoin, if you're buying Bitcoin specifically and holding, you have no tax implications at all. There's no capital gain because you didn't sell. There's nothing. You just report it and say, this is the the amount of Bitcoin that I have. If they even ask that, if you were going to do an audit. However, if you buy Bitcoin and then you're sitting in Bitcoin and somebody says, I have this NFT project I want you to be a part of. And then they say, well, you need to buy Ethereum. Ethereum is called a ERC20 coin. So if you're going to buy Ethereum, you've got to go from Bitcoin to Ethereum. You have now created a taxable event. But let's just say you buy this NFT and it just sits there. When you're reporting on your taxes that you did this Bitcoin to Ethereum transaction, that has to be reported because somebody has got to figure out if there were any tax liabilities between the Bitcoin and the Ethereum. And so each one of those are taxable events. But if you're just 
just holding on to the NFT. You don't have to have another taxable event until you sell the NFT and then you turn it into either cash or Bitcoin or whatever you're doing. That's another taxable event. That is why I am so incredibly focused on just trying my very best other than supporting. I support I support all kind of stuff in this space, but for the most part, my foundation, my brick foundation is Bitcoin and I try to keep from having any tax situations such as the one that I created when I bought uh, airline credit for the money that I spent that is a taxable event because now I've got to figure out I sold it I sold it and did I Take the Bitcoin that I sold that I paid, I'm going to say $30,000 for, or was that the Bitcoin that I paid $4,000 for? And it becomes a little bit complicated and your tax professional has to understand that. And that's, again, why it's imperative that if you're going to move Bitcoin and different cryptocurrencies in this space, that you have a tax professional that understands first in, first out, again, the first Bitcoin that you bought, it could be the first Bitcoin going out or it could be the last Bitcoin that I bought going out because the price is almost the same. So you've got to make those decisions. But buying and holding in my family is what we are doing. And again, I'm not a financial advisor on purpose uh, providing any financial advice. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into what the reason for the jump or uptick in bitcoin is this is kbla talk 1580 courage is contagious we're kbla talk 1580 we knew you'd stick around this is la's home for progressive talk radio welcome back to kbla talk 1580 all right welcome forward welcome forward i hope you all were listening to that fabulous news segment i know a lot of you tend to tune out when the news segment comes on or commercials or things of that sort. But I'm actually going to reiterate something that was said during that segment because it is critically important to what we are doing in this cryptocurrency space. And so if you were listening, you heard uh, that the gentleman was sharing with us that two thirds of all the wealth created in the last couple of years since 2020 has been 42 trillion in new wealth but two-thirds of that went to one percent of the people worldwide and that is an actual study that was done by Oxfam and so a billionaire gained roughly 1.7 million for every dollar that was created in the global wealth that was earned by individual person at the bottom which is really really scary because we're not going to be able to keep up at that place but this is nothing new ladies and gentlemen this was happening in the 19th century which is why the person by the name of Percy Bias Shelley said the rich get richer and the poor get poorer nothing is changing except the date and that is what we've got to really understand as we look at this new monetary system we look at self-sovereignty we look at 
Bitcoin, we looked at cryptocurrency and blockchain. There has to be a new way to do things or we're going to continue to get these types of reports. So from 2020 to 2023, they have amassed three fourths of the wealth that has been created. And so they have strategically figured out how to get the money out of your pocket. And they have always been good at that. But now more so than ever, they are playing for keeps. Before, you know, I feel like they were giving us a little bit and they were kind of taking the, if you had a, a, a fishing pole, you were kind of taking the bait back and then you throw it out and then you pull the bait back. They are throwing the bait out there and they are not really Filling it back in because they are allowing you to eat that worm, hook your hook, hook line and sinker in your mouth. And um, they're keeping all of the wealth. And that is what is happening right now. And it is absolutely crazy. It's unsustainable. And that's the situation that we're in. So put simply, only a small fraction of the global population has all the money and is going to continue to be that way if we continue to play in the system that they have. And that leaves relatively little room for everyone else. And so as we move forward, this is a you, you've got to know that this is an economically toxic way to perform and to be inclusive to everyone because consumer spending represents much of the economy's activity in capitalist countries. In the United States, consumers account for about two-thirds of the gross domestic products. And African-Americans and Latinos are number one with spending. And there was another thing. Um, I don't want to go off on a tangent with this because I just want to make sure that you all are understanding that it is critically important that we continue to do something different so that we don't can get what we've always gotten and this report and if you don't um, understand it in its totality go to the uh, KTLA they did a whole little article on it so you can read it you can look at the chart it is just astounding how we are falling behind the other thing that I want to share since we're talking about money and we're and we talked about this I believe it was Thursday or Friday the amount of black families across this United States are at a negative worth negative net worth and the other amount of black families that have less than $10,000 in their bank. And so we are just in a situation where we have got to do something immediately and we have got to take um, some incredibly aggressive choices and we've got to really Take a look at everything on the micro, on the macro, and I'm going to continue to preach that because we've really got to pay attention to everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I am going to jump into why the Bitcoin price is up. So this year, 2023, Bitcoin has began on a positive note. In some people's eyes, it's always been on a positive note with me. The good, the bad, the ugly. As I said, I am I'm married to my husband, but I'm definitely married to this new financial system. And I'm here for the good, the bad, through the sickness, through the richer, through the poor, all of those things, because I really firmly believe 
that Bitcoin and crypto, some of the other cryptocurrencies are going to do what we need them to do. But the biggest digital asset token is up nearly 26% since the start of this month. So on Saturday was the first time Bitcoin rose above 21,000 per coin for the first time since November 7th. It is still, I know, ladies and gentlemen, a far cry from the $68,900 record high back in November of 2021. But given this marketplace and the optimism in the quiet space, I'm going to say the quiet space because those that are looking to play chess and make major moves later on down on the board, they're stacking their Bitcoin. And I'll con consistently share with you when I find out how much Bitcoin they're actually buying. But we're doing our part, right? $6 a day, $6 a week, $6 a month. Whatever it is you're doing, just continue to do it. You're going to be just fine. But to, uh, to, to let everybody understand, this is called uh, a rally. They call this a rally. And everybody is pretty questionable about why Bitcoin is rallying with such a grim 2022. Now it's grim for those individuals that lost money in Terra and FTX because they were dealing with the wrong folks. They just decided to take the Wall Street approach and they lost money because this is not the space for that. But there are some other major insolvencies and scandals that happen in 2022. So everyone is trying to figure out why the market is doing exactly what it's doing. And so I say it's a new year for new monetary policy. Inflation is reportedly cooling down and the economic indicators actually suggest that there is some slowing in the U.S. economy activity. And so traders are optimistic the Federal Reserve Bank could actually reverse or at least soften their rate hiking strategy. We don't know. And nobody has a crystal ball. But last week, the U.S. inflation data showed that there was a modest retreat, meaning, you know, it's, it's starting to slow itself down. Now, again, we're looking at and reading data that they're able to manipulate the way they want to manipulate it to get the, the message out that they want to get out. And so all of these things, ladies and gentlemen, I take with the grain of salt as I'm looking at the reports and I'm seeing how they've move different categories into different spaces to make the jobs market look like it's better. Like they've got all these tricks and they've been doing these things forever. And so it's just, it's just something that we're going to have to really watch and pay attention to. But the bottom line is Bitcoin looks to have actually recoupled with the macro data as investors shrug off the collapse of FTX because people are Finally realizing it didn't affect all of us. It affected those individuals that were intertwined with FTX. They were they had a little bit of entanglement going on. And so they got burned in that entanglement. And so that we got to learn lessons from that. And that is specifically why a lot of us choose to 
just really hang on to our integrity and do not push things to our community that we know at some point could possibly blow up. And so this, this is just the reason why. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to continue to talk about what is going on in the market and what you could possibly be doing. We're going to do a Ask Naja Roberts today. And I am super excited about being here today on KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So I got into Bitcoin right away and I didn't tell you all about Ethereum. I know some of you are Ethereum buffs. And so I better make sure that I make a note that Ethereum right now is trading at fifteen hundred and seventy nine dollars. It's down in the last 24 hours uh, in the last hour. Fifty three 53%. It's up in the last 24 hours, 1.6%. And it is up 19.68% in the last seven days. And that is Ethereum. And again, as I scroll down coin market cap, I am able to see almost the same exact pattern with most of the top cryptocurrencies. And that's just top cryptocurrencies based on what individuals are doing. And so uh, I got a couple of questions on the Ask Naza Roberts website. And so I want to make sure that I am addressing a couple of those questions. And so someone asked me two things. I'm going to go over two things as quick as I can. So someone asked me, why would Gemini back their Gemini token with the dollar? And they asked me, isn't that what the space is meant to go around? Uh, and to not be tied to the dollar. So the Gemini token is supposed to be a stable coin and they are backing it with the U.S. dollar. Again, absolutely contrary to what we are trying to accomplish in this cryptocurrency space. But everyone has got to remember a lot of these exchanges are trying to attract the Wall Street and the big investors to stay along and come along with them on their journey. Those that are really pure about really changing the financial system think a little bit different than those of us that are in this space to just get the money. And that's what you saw with FTX. That's what you see with Coinbase. That's what you see with a lot of them. That's why they're going after the NBA and NFL and and different mayors and things of that sort, because they want them to invest in the business, but not the business of having the money that matters or the currency that matters in the end. And so I'm the total opposite of that. I would never get the Binance coin that is backed by the dollar. I just would not because we understand what's happening with the dollar. Why would you do that? It is, it is, it's just, does not it's not going to work in the end so that's another way to extract money from people's bank account and so that's what you get so ladies and gentlemen the next question was 
someone asking me to please talk to them about the difference between gold as a store of value and Bitcoin as a store of value. So we know that gold has been an asset that holds the value for over the longest periods of time. It's supposed to be ahead against inflation and market downturn. So uh, what I would do is all the time go and look at the gold price on Wednesday. That's when the gold price changes and it doesn't do much. It goes up, you know, a couple of couple of bucks to a couple hundred of bucks every single week. It doesn't do much changing. And again, it has been a store of value for years. Why do we use Bitcoin as a store of value? We use it. uh, It's volatile. And so when you're using it as a store of value, you know that you're looking at this for the long term, not the short term. So it still winds up serving you. I don't understand why people think that Bitcoin cannot be a store of value, because if we're not spending it right now today, you can definitely uh, utilize it as a store of value. And that is exactly what I'm doing for my children and my children's children. So whichever one that you decide to get involved with, whichever one is better a better investment for you is what you do it all depends on your risk tolerance your investment goals your strategy and how much capital you have that you can handle losing period i don't care whether it's in gold because a lot of you have invested in this gold but who's holding the gold you don't have all those bullions you may have an account that tells you that you have a certain amount of gold in it and you've never touched it you've never brought it home you never had the brinks truck back up to your house and unload it so a lot of these things are still uh, going to have to be proven and i will say that in all the time that i have watched and listened to people talk to me about the amount of gold they hold they've never asked those companies to proof up meaning show me my gold deliver my gold make sure i have what i'm paying for they're just taking someone's word for it that that gold is there and being stored in a vault or whatever now there are some people that may have some gold at home but for the most part if you're holding millions and millions of dollars of gold who is actually holding that for you and at what point Um, Do you ask them for it or do you make them prove that it's even there in the first place? And so that's one of the situations that we get into as it relates to holding gold in our portfolio in massive amounts. And so that's been something that I've not ever had a real interest in and I just have to be honest and again this is not financial advice I'm just saying because when someone approached me about buying gold I asked them where is the gold being held they told me in a certain vault in Texas but I also always keep at the forefront of my mind that if the money comes if the gold comes up missing out of Fort Knox it can come up missing out of their vault who is going to do anything about it like it's literally the same type of situation you will buy something and you allow someone else to hold it and do whatever they want to do with it and then you come back to get it or you go to get it whenever you need it and I just, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but that was a question someone asked on the Ask Naja Roberts. So I wanted to talk about that, but Bitcoin is still young and yes, it's, 
it's an unproven investment and the speculators like myself are using it as a store of value to hedge against the real correction that is going to happen and the real recession that we're literally sitting in right now. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll do our daily dollar cost average and we will get into uh, just a little bit of, I guess we're just going to get into our dollar cost averaging. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Drop it! When you tune in to KBLA Talk 1580, we want you to know what you're downloading. Now you listen to me and you listen to me closely. In a recent African-American media issue survey conducted by the public opinion research and public policy consulting firm Eviterus, KBLA Talk 1580 was found to be the most trusted, credible, and reliable source on the airways for Black Los Angeles and beyond. And beyond. Check it out. We take our role seriously as your trusted messenger. At KBLA Talk 1580, it's about truth, not ratings. And when you hear us say, when we come, when forward, we come forward, we mean it. We mean it. That's the bottom line. We're not going back. Not to the back of the bus. Not to back alleys. Not back in the closet. And definitely not back to the good old days. Might as well forget it. No way. We're unapologetically progressive. Progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, where did you get all that cash? You mean this $750? Yes, that $750. Where did you get all that cash? Since it's January, I went to JanuaryCash45.com and got $750. You got $750? Yes. Just go to JanuaryCash45.com this month and follow the simple instructions on the site. Once you finish, the $750 is yours. It's that easy to get $750? It's January. So, yes. You just answer the basic questions on the site, pick from the deals they show you, and get $750 sent to you by direct deposit or any of the major money apps like Venmo or PayPal. I'm always short on cash. I'm going to JanuaryCash45.com right now to get my $750. Ready to get your $750 in January? Get started right now at JanuaryCash45.com. So go to JanuaryCash45.com. Just go to JanuaryCash45.com. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750 fast and easy. Go to JanuaryCash45.com. That's JanuaryCash45.com. It's January. Don't wait. Go to JanuaryCash45.com. 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 Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump back into the conversation that we were having before I went to Houston and um, just make sure that you all are understanding the macro picture. So we were talking about all the different cycles that happen. So the monetary cycle, the political cycles and all those things. And so we're going to spend the next four days really going through and making sure that you understand money cycles, world cycles, and things that play into the value of different currencies, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to do that. And then the very next week, I'm going to spend on fundamentals every single day for the rest of this month. And I'm talking about next week so you can get your family geared, geared up to listen. We're going to be talking about the fundamentals. So we're talking the 23rd, 
through the 27th. You're going to get information about the fundamentals of the cryptocurrency space and the blockchain and all of those things again, just like we did last year at the beginning of the year. I've decided to really go back and reiterate some things that you need to know as well as some things that have changed. And so I'm excited about that. So we are going to buckle down and spend the rest of this week, hopefully, getting people to download the KBLA app so they can listen in next week and get the fundamentals of cryptocurrency and blockchain. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, please dollar cost average on your own on the Black Wall Street wallet. I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We're going to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we are ahead of what is about to take place. You will get some great information tomorrow, specifically as it relates to the CBDC, the digital dollar that is about to be implemented. I am incredibly grateful to each and every one of you for listening today. This is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm John Marshall. Here's the latest on the Black Information Network. The rich keep getting much richer. A report from Oxfam shows the richest 1% have amassed close to two-thirds of all the new wealth created worldwide since 2020. According to the Global Charity Group, the ultra-rich have padded their portfolios by $26 trillion in the last two years. It notes the other 99% of the global population share the remaining $16 trillion of new wealth. As the World Economic Forum kicks off in Davos, Switzerland, Federal assistance is now activated for several Alabama counties impacted by deadly tornadoes. The National Weather Service says there were at least nine confirmed tornado touchdowns from last week's storms. The system is being blamed for seven deaths and multiple injuries across Alabama. That's the latest. I'm John Marshall on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network, and BINnews.com. Seen a couple of sigglers working for our holiday Monday travels. First of all, Pasadena on that 210 East, East 210, Sierra Madre, Altadena Drive, carpool lane block, two left lanes taken over the crash. We're loaded up from Allen. Sigler in Arcadia on the 210 West approaching Baldwin Avenue. Three of the right lanes are blocked. That's due to a pothole repair there. And you've got a couple of vehicles on the right shoulder. Might have flat tires. We're slow here from Santa Anita Avenue. Diamond Bar working a wreck on the 60 East at Grand Carpool Lane block with a collision. And Montebello 60 East at San Gabriel Boulevard. The right lane taken up with an overturned vehicle. Is this, the this is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. When Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in 1968, there were no black head coaches or black general managers in the NFL. Major League Baseball had no black managers. There is still room for improvement, but Dr. King would be very pleased to see the progress African Americans have made in sports. Since 1968, the NFL has had 25 black head coaches. Major League Baseball has had six black managers. Two of them have won a World Series, Dusty Baker and Cito Gaston. Seven NFL teams began the 2022 season with a black GM, and virtually every NFL team has had a black quarterback since 1968. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. This sports report was brought to you by MVP Accident Attorneys. When it comes to your settlement, we are slam dunk. Call 833-MVP-WINS or check their website at themvp.com for a free case review. You're the